Two, one. Good evening, everybody. I want to welcome everybody to our Black Junior Golf Podcast. Man, you all, you all are in for a special treat tonight. Uh, we've got uh, we've got some representatives from the AJGA uh, Junior uh, Golf Association here. And uh, before we do that, we had a couple of announcements that we wanted to uh, put out. And one of the first announcements we wanted to make is we wanted to. Um, extend uh, uh, some safe travel to all of our junior uh, golfers that are going to that are going to attend the Mac Champ Invitational um, in a couple of weeks. So we're really excited about uh, that event, and uh, that's going to be a, a big event out at Memorial Park uh, Golf Club in Houston, Texas. So we are definitely excited about that, and um, we want to also remind everyone to uh, don't forget to register for the drive for the masters drive chip and putt contest coming up um, at Augusta National so make sure y'all register for that of course they're going to be they're going to be three locations uh, that you have to qualify at so make sure you get your uh, juniors uh, signed up for that as well also uh, the BGA uh, the alliance uh, we're hosting um, a tournament in Houston to uh, support um, uh, his, a historically or historically black university, uh, Texas Southern University. Um, our goal is to raise fifteen thousand dollars for an indoor golf facility in Houston, Texas, for TSU. So we are definitely excited about that. And and there, uh, if we have enough juniors signed up, we we will have a junior division um, at that tournament um, in Houston, Texas. Also, there's a Nota Begay local qualifier that's happening. So please check your, um, check your local uh, tournaments for that, for that Nota Begay uh, local qualifier. Uh, of course, that's going to be a, a big thing. Of course, you know, Nota Begay, they had the, uh, they actually had, I think the final round televised on the golf channel. So that was a real exciting um, event for a lot of juniors. So we are excited uh, about all of the things that are coming up for 2021. Uh, seems like everything is opening up again, and we are in, um, it looks like it's going to be a big 2021 for, for junior golf. So uh, without any further delay, I want to introduce um, our co-host for tonight. Uh, the co-host uh, guys, uh, the first person I want to recognize, and I'm going to turn the program over to them. I want to recognize uh, Patrick Plank, who's a senior uh, regional uh, director for the Northeast area. He has been with the AJGA, AJGA for eight years and is the tournament director for, uh, for Polo, for the Polo Junior Golf Classic. And so we are so excited to have him on tonight. And Patrick is originally uh, from Wisconsin. Okay, that's, 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 the, that's where the cheese heads are, right? Right, Patrick? <laughs> that's right. Green Bay, right? And uh, he now resides in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we're excited to have, have him on tonight. And uh, Patrick attended the University of Wisconsin, where he was a member of the track and field uh, team. So you, you, were, you were pretty fast, right, Patrick? Back in the day, not so much anymore. <laughs> okay, good. And yeah, we want to also um, uh, introduce Kayla Roberts. Uh, she's the Northeast Regional Manager for the AJGA. And uh, she's originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City, right? Yep, the QC. That's right. Kayla, Kayla uh, currently lives in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, where the AJ, AJGA is headquartered. And she's been with the AJGA, AJGA for over four years. 
and uh, she's the also she's also been the tournament tournament director uh, for the Harold Varner the Third Foundation uh, Junior All Star Program. So we're so excited to have the AJG on, JG on tonight. And so uh, without any further delay, I want to turn the program over to Patrick Plank. Patrick, take it away. Well, thank you, Ro. We appreciate you guys having us here today. And uh, we're certainly excited to share some information about the AJGA. And um, uh, there's probably going to be a lot of questions out there. And our goal is to hopefully get some more information uh, out there to those that are listening. And certainly, uh, if there's questions afterwards, we'll have some time to answer those. But um, to start out, one of the, the most popular questions that we probably get is, um, you know, what is the AJGA? And so I'll actually turn it over to Kayla to, to kind of start the conversation there. And then uh, we'll kind of go back and forth throughout the evening here. Definitely, definitely. So I think the most important place to start when talking about the AJGA is our mission. Um, and the AJGA is a, we are a 501c3 nonprofit um, and really dedicated to the overall growth and development of young men and women who aspire to earn college golf scholarships through competitive junior golf. And you can definitely break that down into two parts. Um, the first being the overall growth and development of the junior golfers, which I'll go ahead and touch on. Um, of course, we want to be developing these golfers on the course, but we also want to be developing them off the course. Um, and we do that through a few different programs. Um, one of the ones that's really important to us is our Leadership Links program, uh, in which we help players create a platform to raise money and give back to a charity that's important to them. Maybe it's a local charity that um, is something that means a lot to their family or even themselves. Um, also, one of our favorite things to do is have our juniors write thank you notes after every event to all of the important people that made the event possible, whether it be the golf course or the sponsors. Um, and then we host junior AMs at a lot of our tournaments, which mimic Pro-Am. So it allows our juniors to get an opportunity to play with two or three amateurs that are sponsors um, and really just gets that in gets them into that environment um, to interact with those sponsors. And the second part of our mission would of course be that college golf exposure and preparation. So the AJGA has over a thousand coaching members um, and we try to set our tournaments up as if they were college events or professional events. And that's everything from the yardages we play to the setup of the course, as well as of course, implementing um, the rules of golf and just really giving that competitive platform. Um, and with the AJGA is going to come a few different things beyond just the golf. Of course, we have a great player services department who um, we lean on for any questions, uh, whether it be about that performance-based entry, the stars, which Patrick will touch on a little bit later, um, or our ACE grant program. And our ACE grant program is our financial assistance program. Uh, which I wanted to just talk about a little bit. ACE grant stands for Achieving Competitive Excellence. Um, and the goal of that is to pr provide financial assistance uh, to those that are able to compete at the level, um, but may not have the financial means to do so. So this program was founded in 2003. And since then, we've been able to reimburse over $4.8 million. Um, in 2020, we had about 200 recipients that received over uh, 450,000 um, in reimbursed dollars and they were able to, to play in a combined total of about 760 events. 
Um, and when it comes to the ACE grant, there's a lot of great different resources. Um, I would encourage everyone to look at our website. We actually have a calculator, which allows you to easily put in um, a few different variables about your financial situation and lets you just spit out, you know, if you would be qualified for that ACE grant program. And I think something else that's important when you're talking about the AJGA is to, to really talk about who the AJGA is and, and how old you need to be to get started with the AJGA. So uh, we are a membership organization, so you do need to become an AJGA member in order to play in our events. Uh, we have about 7,400 members. Uh, we're really worldwide. We've got members from all 50 states and 60 foreign countries. Uh, our membership is comprised of players between the ages of 12 to 19. Uh, so provided that you are in that age group, you would be eligible to play in AJGA events. Um, we do host uh, 125 events a year. Uh, our membership is roughly 70% male, 30% female. So when looking at our events, our, our playing opportunities mimic that membership. Um, so, you know, if you see a field size and you might be wondering why there's not more girls opportunities, it's reflective of how many players have applied to that event for each respective gender. Um, in addition to our tournaments, we do also host uh, what we call qualifiers, which are one-day events that are uh, designed to create an opportunity to play into the tournament. So on our schedule, we have about uh, 70 events that are just those one-day qualifiers. And really, when it comes to playing in the AJGA, something that a lot of people might have heard is uh, what we call performance-based entry, or, or more commonly referred to as STARS. And stars are essentially the currency uh, when you're talking AJGA and, and what players need to acquire in order to get accepted into our tournament. So the, the performance-based entry is a program that we established in 2003. It is an objective system to determine the AJGA tournament field so that every player that is getting into our tournaments has earned the right to be there. And players can earn those PBE stars through a variety of different uh, national, regional, and state events. Uh, and we conduct an, uh, an audit every year to determine how we're awarding those stars and what events we are granting those stars to. But, um, you know, as we look to develop our schedule each year, those opportunities are designed to be balanced regionally based on where our membership is. So, you know, really when it comes to getting started with the AJGA, one of the first questions that a lot of people have is, how do I earn these PBE stars? And uh, there's, there's really four different ways that you can go about earning those. And the first is simply by signing up with the AJGA. Uh, so once you sign up with the AJGA, you will automatically earn what is called a membership star. And the membership star is reflective of uh, your graduation year. So if you are currently a junior in high school, you are deemed the highest priority in the AJGA star system. And, and that's designed uh, to mimic what college coaches are looking for. Uh, typically, the junior year is the most commonly recruited year uh, of your high school career. So uh, we want to make sure that those players have the first priority to getting into tournaments. And we reflect that through our membership stars. So in your junior year of high school, when you sign up, you will automatically earn three membership stars. Seniors and sophomores will automatically get two membership stars. And then freshmen and below will get one membership star. So that's what you earn just for signing up. And you cannot fall below that number at any point uh, during the season. Now, the second way to earn PBE stars is by playing in AJGA events. So that's either our events or our qualifiers. And uh, the way our events are set up is that as long as you finish at least 50% or better in your respective gender, you will get at least one star back to you. Uh, 
Um, now with these stars, it does also cost stars to get uh, accepted into the tournament. So depending on the type of event that you're accepted into, our open series will deduct four stars and our junior all-star uh, series will deduct three stars. So just depending on where you're at uh, in your development and what events you're getting into, there is gonna be some of those stars deducted, but all those fields are filled on a priority basis based on how many stars that the players apply to the event have. Now, in addition to AJJ events, we also uh, recognize over 1,100 other junior tours in their events with our status. So uh, we certainly recognize we can't bring an event uh, to every single community. Uh, but what we can do is try to recognize events that are in your community. So um, if you go to our website, we do have a section that's called the PBE schedule. And you can actually go and look by each state and see what events we do recognize with the status. And that schedule is, is uh, fulfilled on a rolling basis. So tournaments actually have to apply to be accepted into our PBE program. And um, there's some meritocracy to being accepted into that. But uh, you know, typically an existing event that's been around with a well-established field and has some history to provide, um, you know, they might be accepted. And you can look back at previous years if you're not seeing a specific event to see what events may have been uh, awarded that PBE status in the past. Uh, and, and along with that, uh, one thing that I do want to mention is we did recently partner with U.S. Kids as one of the other, uh, you know, tours that we are working with. And so uh, starting this year, any player that finishes in uh, the top three priority rankings uh, of the uh, U.S. Kids ranking system will earn some additional stars to help um, give them priority when looking into AJG events. And then the last way that we award stars is through national golf rankings. So uh, players that are, you know, at a certain level in the rankings will also get some stars that way. So that's a, kind of a synopsis of how you can earn stars. Uh, but then the next question is, okay, once you have the stars, how do you use them? And uh, when players begin looking at the AJGA schedule, you'll see that there's a variety of different events to choose from. And they really fall into four different categories when you're looking at our tournament specifically. Uh, and from a tournament standpoint, you have our preview series, which is designed explicitly for players that have never played in an AJGA tournament before. So when you're looking at the preview series, you can only play in one preview series event, but every player in that tournament will be at the same point. They're all, they're all starting their AJGA career. None of them have ever played in an AJGA tournament before. Uh, so it's a similar level of uh, you know, playing competition there. The next series as you're getting started to look at would be our Junior All-Star Series. Junior All-Star Series is designed explicitly for 12 to 15 year olds only. And with that 12 to 15 year old age group, they are all playing the same yardages. So a 12-year-old will be playing against a 15-year-old. And then once you move beyond the 15-year-old age group, you really get into the majority of our schedule, which is called our open series. Our open series is about 60% of our schedule. It is open to all members, so 12 to 19. And with those, again, all players are playing at the same yardages. We don't play age divisions at all. So in theory, a 12-year-old could be competing against an 18-year-old at one of those open events. And then really the cream of the crop and our top players uh, would play in our last series of events, which is called our invitationals. And that is for the top players of the country, uh, you know, based on national rankings and, and status that's acquired through playing in our events and other events. Uh, and, and then really one other series that I'll mention that um, we've added in the last couple of years is called the Senior, so Senior Showcase, uh, which is two separate events explicitly designed for players that are going into their senior year that 
still have that desire to play college golf, but maybe haven't found the right home. And it's an opportunity for coaches that are late in their recruiting process that might have a spot or two still available on their team, just based on how the recruiting fell, where uh, those coaches and those players can all kind of join at those two events on our schedule. And uh, it's a really great opportunity for players that are in that situation. Uh, you know, in a normal year, non-COVID, that event aligns with the College Golf Coaches Convention out in Las Vegas. So all the college golf coaches in the country are out there at that same time as our tournament. So it's a very easy and convenient spot for players to get recruited at. Um, and so when I talk about all these series of events, again, it does cost that PBE star to get in. And so what you can do is you can go ahead and apply the events that you're interested in. And as players apply, a priority list is created. So the players with the most stars will be at the top of the priority list, priority list and that ranking will go down until uh, whatever our field size is established at that last uh, you know, player that'll get in will determine how many stars it gets to get into that event. Now, in addition to having stars to get into those events, we also have the one-day qualifiers, uh, which I previously mentioned. And with those one-day qualifiers, they are at about 60% of our events, but we reserve the last 10% of our tournament fields for players to earn their way in from one of those qualifiers. So it does not cost any stars to get accepted into a qualifier. It's just an opportunity to earn stars. And you can choose to play in the qualifier and not play in the tournament. So if you just wanted to play in the qualifier and try to collect some stars, that would be a great opportunity to do so. Or it's a great opportunity to play your way into a tournament without having to spend any stars, uh, provided you finish in kind of that, the top finishing spots in those qualifiers. So um, typically, most of the questions we get from you know, players that are interested in getting started with the AJGA are centered around those stars and earning them and spending them and kind of everything that goes in with that. So uh, we certainly welcome any questions that come up, uh, you know, after speaking on that a little bit. But, um, you know, with that, we would certainly, you know, welcome any questions from from Roe or Corey or anybody else that might be listening. Okay, so, um, so Pat, at this time, I guess we're ready to go ahead and um, open it open it up for, for some Q&A. So uh, anybody that's in the uh, it's, it's in the group, uh, do you have any questions for Pat or, or Kayla? No, how's your name? Just fine. Okay, hey Gus, you have a question, Gus? Yeah, quick question. Uh, you mentioned the senior showcase. Is that based on star or is that just based on uh, first come, first serve? So the senior showcase is the senior showcase is based on strictly graduation year. So players that are going into their senior year would be the only players eligible for that event. And it is there is no star requirement for that senior showcase or our preview series. So the series for players just getting started, you don't need to have any stars established in order to apply to those. And how do you prioritize who gets in? That's based on what? So for the senior showcase, we, we accept as many players that will apply that, you know, for those events specifically, because we want them to have that opportunity. Thank you. Okay, next question. Thank you, Gus. Any and other what, questions? While we wait for our next question, one thing I'll mention, Ro, is that if, play, if people are looking at our schedule and you don't see an AJG event that's currently near uh, where you guys live or, and you're not able to travel, we're always looking to add new events in our schedule. And if you're interested in getting involved to help bring an AJG event to your area, 
uh, either Kayla and I would be glad to share further information on how to do that. Or if there currently is an AJG event in your area and you're just curious and, and you want to learn more, uh, we're not currently allowing spectators at any of our events due to our COVID policies, but uh, we do certainly have volunteer opportunities. So if you wanted to, to volunteer at an event, that would be an opportunity for you to see an AJG event firsthand. Thank you, Patrick. So Patrick, I have a question for you. Now this may be a tough one, okay? You, you or Kayla can take it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, are the, what are some of the things that you, you, you guys are doing to help with the diversity issue um, in the game of golf right now? So you actually, I was gonna interrupt and make that the, the next point because at the beginning you mentioned the Mac Champ Invitational and I'm actually running the Mac Champ Invitational. So we've been lucky enough in the past few months to have partnered with the Cameron Champ Foundation. Um, so I'll also be headed out to Houston in a couple weeks now for that event, which I'm looking forward to. And I know Jamie talks with Lauren Shelley all the time from um, our team about you know ways that we're diver trying to diversify and and of course you know being able to partner with the black golf directory and you to get out the information and and people like cameron champ and harold varner who are so dedicated to diversifying the game and giving access and i think what's really important about both of both harold and cameron's foundation um, is really starting at the ground level so of course we're talking you know, the AJGA, we're talking kind of that competitive elite level golf. Um, and by partnering with them, they're really paving the way for uh, minorities who may not have access to golf or may not be able to afford golf or it's not in their area. Um, I didn't grow up playing golf personally, but I know that my dad didn't start playing golf until he was 40 because it's just not something that was accessible for him. So I think by partnering with people like them as well as the first T is another big one for us and this new partnership with US Kids Off is just you know finding those people and being able to assist them and, and we're still learning and of course happy to you know take any feedback and any suggestions that anyone has and um, that's definitely a big focus of ours. Thank you Kayla appreciate that and um, also before we get a, we get our next question I want to thank Jamie uh, from the Black Golf Directory for really coordinating uh, this podcast. Uh, so shout out to Jamie. Thank you so much for all you do, Jamie. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you both and, and Ro for just putting this together because I know we've been talking about this for a few months. You guys are very busy, but I appreciate it. Um, and I do have a question actually. Um, I run a junior program and I kind of wanted to know as far as your ACE grant. So if someone's interested and in, let's just say the, the, the preview a qualifier they've never played before but they want to apply for an ace grant how does that work does the ace if they apply for it do they already have to sign up as a member um and if they do sign up and they get it is it like a reimbursement thing or do they wait i mean just how does that work yeah so the ace grant is a reimbursement program and players before they even apply to the ajga they can go to our website as kayla mentioned we do have an anonymous calculator that gives you a pretty good idea before you even apply to the AJGA, whether you would be eligible to receive some sort of funding through that ACE grant. And with the ACE grant, uh, if you do apply to become an AJGA member and then are accepted into the ACE grant program, you would have that membership reimbursed. And it, as I mentioned, it is a reimbursement program. So um, as, you, as you play through your junior golf uh, season, 
you would be able to submit expenses uh, from traveling to events, uh, whether that be food related, entry fees, practice, uh, and we would reimburse those expenses after the fact. Uh, but in addition to the AJJ events, we also recognize events outside of the AJJ. So uh, if an ACE grant member is playing in their state junior, that is still an eligible event to get reimbursement through the AJGA. So there's a lot of opportunities. The maximum reimbursement is $4,500 a year per player. And that is, again, once uh, based on expenses that are actually spent throughout the year. Okay, so just to clarify, once the person applies to become an ACE grant recipient, once they're notified that they are an ACE grant member, anytime they play AJGA um, um, sanctified or however you were sanctioned, that's the word, sanctioned yep. event, <laughs> uh, then they could just submit the re receipts for reimbursement throughout the, the season. Correct. Yep. So we have a program director who works directly with all of our ACE grant recipients and, and uh, lets them know what expenses are eligible and what, you know, what receipts are needed and they can be submitted at any point throughout the year once that event's taken place. Got it. And what's the ideal time to apply for that? Because I know people are all over. So what's, what's the time frame? Yep. So the ACE grant application is currently open as of January 6th this year. So any players that are already AJGA members or are looking to become AJGA members could go ahead and apply to that program now. And if you go onto the AJGA website, uh, you can find all the information that's needed in order to apply. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Jamie. Um, we, have a, we have a question from the chat line, and I think I know the answer to, to this question, but I'm going to let the experts answer. Uh, what yardages do the 12 to 15-year-olds typically uh, play from? I'm curious what your, can you tell me what your guess was? <laughs> oh, my guess is the same yardages, but they just, they just play in their category, but from the same yardages that the older kids do. So, so we have two separate types of events there. It kind of 12 to 15, I guess you could say would fall into any category. So for our preview events, um, for the boys, you're talking just under uh, 6,500 and 5,500 for the girls. Um, in our junior all-star series, which is specifically built, designed only for that 12 to 15 age group, um, you're looking around 6,600 and around, for the boys and around 5,700 for the girls. Um, and then for our open events, it is open from 12 to 18 and everyone's, we don't do age division, so everyone will be playing the same yardages which would be around 6,800 for the boys and about 6,000 for the girls. And those are just averages. Um, of course, some courses we play are shorter than that and we take various things into account, but I would say that's a good, good average. I just want, I just want to let you know, in, at Mount Vintage, uh, Lil John, he was 13 and played from 7,100 yards. Wow. <laughs> look, at, look at Pat. <laughs> <laughs> So slightly above average. <laughs> I know, I know, and Ro, something that I'll add to what Kayla mentioned, it, and sometimes can be a bit of a misconception for some players when they are thinking of the AJGA is what our scoring averages kind of are for some of those series. I think sometimes there is a bit of, of a misconception where I have to be a scratch golfer to play AJGA or, you know, I have to be under par every single round. And, um, you know, so what I want to share is just kind of the scoring averages by series there, uh, specifically for players that are just getting started. On the boys' side for our preview series, the scoring average is right around 80. 
So, you know, certainly much higher than I think what most people assume that it is for the girls. It's closer around 82 um, for our junior all-star series. You're going to start to see some of those lower scores. So scoring average for junior all-star series boys is around 76. The girls is around 77. And then uh, the open series, uh, you're about 75 and a half is the scoring average for your boys and then 77 for the girls. So uh, even at the open series, which is some of our best players, you're still not, you know, at a par average. Um, and, and Corey wants to know invitationals. Invitationals are about 74 and a half for the boys and 75 for the girls. And, you know, one thing that is difficult with a lot of the courses uh, that we play is that no, no course is really designed for a competitive girl golfer. So a lot of the yardages are sometimes unique mixes of different tee boxes. And, um, you know, that can sometimes play a factor in the yardages and the scoring average for the girls. But uh, for the boys, when you get up the invitational level, you know, most often we're playing hard pin locations and we're playing close to the tips at whatever the golf course is. And I think additionally, what a, a good resource for that is, is we typically post our yardages on our website as soon as the tournament becomes available. So we'll post yardages as well as the slope and rating. So you're able to go ahead, if you're looking at tournaments down the road, you're able to go ahead and get on the web, get on the AJGA website, look at that event, look at what those yardages are that were projected to play, look at what that slope and rating is and see if that's something that you think would match your junior's game and kind of weigh it out that way as well. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Uh, Rob, can I do one testimonial that I need to share? Yes, go right ahead, Jamie. So the other benefit that, that other than just competing at a high level and playing, um, you know, the great yardages, I've played with professional pro golfers, uh, specifically LaCara B. Abe, who participated in AJGA events growing up. And when I did a pro-am with her, uh, the, level of the level of service that she provided us, the, the sponsors, was beyond. I mean, we played, she was talking to us, she picked up our balls, we were playing the scramble, she ran her cart around, picked up everybody's balls, threw them um, at the area where we were all meeting, um, you know, made marked balls, did whatever. She took care of us like, you know, we were VIP. And I and I had never played in the program at the time. And I asked her, I said, is this normal? And she said, well, this is what I learned to do. And I found that that's because she played AJGA and AJGA taught her, this is how the standard. Wow. Vice versa, I played the LPGA program today in Ocala. And nice. I played with two tour players and neither of them did this. Now, I can't say if they played AJGA or not, but let me tell you, I told the Caribbean, when I played with I said, the standards are high now when I play in these pro-ams. And I actually waited to see as they drove by my ball, if they were going to pick it up. And I was like, <laughs> you know, so I just want to, you know, so that's another thing that you all do well that I don't think people understand in preparing these players to play at a high level because the programs are designed to get sponsors for these players. So they're out here uh, in her words, it was, we're supposed to make this a good experience for you because you're the sponsor and you're supporting this event. So, you know, AJJ did a great job with that. And I think that's something that you guys really should promote more because that's going to really give these juniors an edge when they're going to look for sponsorship. 
Yeah, and those, and I, I mentioned that a little bit earlier, kind of quickly, but, you know, those pro-ams mimic what we do for our junior AMs, which, you know, we find so important because just exactly like you said, it gives them the opportunity to interact with those sponsors and kind of learn how to have, you know, as a 13, 14 year old, learn how to have a conversation with an adult that isn't, you know, your parent or in your school of friends. And um, I appreciate you sharing that, that's awesome. Great, and we have, looks like we have a few questions. I have a question too. Okay, perfect. Um, about the Mac Champ, will it receive PBE and more importantly, will it receive Rolex points? So as of now, I believe it will be receiving PBE um, like a lot of other local events that happen. Um, I do not believe it will be receiving Rolex points. Okay. Also, I have another question. What was the reason for the rule change for our junior all-stars and then for y'all to change it back? Yeah, so that's a popular question that we got. And, and ultimately, based on some of the feedback that we received, we, we realized that uh, it was a little bit um, uh, rolled out without, you know, proper notification to players to be able to plan for their seasons. Uh, we just kind of popped it up there and, and didn't, you know, give any players advance notice. So we, we realized there was an error on our part there and not getting that information out soon enough. So uh, we felt the right thing to do was to, to change back to what the, the, the requirements were uh, as of last season. And I believe we announced that that change will now not take place until 2023, I believe, yeah. um, which will ultimately give any players that are trying to plan for their seasons, um, to have plenty of time to, to plan out and, and know where they're going to be uh, once that goes into effect. So that was the reason and certainly understand your question there because we did receive several questions on that specific. All right. So for, I got, for those, I got of, one us, last for those of us not to know, what, what, what was the change and what was the change back to? Uh, so the change was specifically for our junior all-star series uh, as it pertains to the 15-year-olds. As it pertains to 15-year-olds. Uh, it, it used to be that as long as you were uh, 15 at the start of the tournament, uh, you would be eligible to play in that Junior All-Star Series. The change that was announced uh, early in the year was that if you had turned 15 prior to the start of the new year, you would not be eligible to play in those Junior All-Stars this coming season, but we've now reverted that. So as long as you are still of age at the start of the tournament, you're eligible to play in that Junior All-Star Series. Thank you. All right, so my, my last question is, out of curiosity, why do you feel it's so hard for African-American males to make it to invitationals? Because I don't believe it's been more than 10 in the last 20 years. I think it probably starts with opportunities and, and us making sure that we have opportunities and other tours have the opportunities to, to get that exposure. And I think when you look at a lot of players that are in this scenario uh, of trying to get to that invitational level, at least at the AJGA, it is very much dependent on being able to acquire that PBE status, uh, whether you're playing in AJGA tournaments or, or non-AJGA tournaments. So I really do think it comes to a lack of opportunity. And, and thankfully, uh, you know, there are a, a lot of tours that are starting to, to sprout up. Uh, earlier, you know, Roe mentioned the Nota Begay event, which is several hundred events that have been added the Hurricane Junior Golf Tour has several hundred events on their schedule each year. And when you look historically, I mean, the AJGA itself, we're only about 40 years old. So when you look historically over the last 
10 years or so, there really wasn't a lot of national junior golf tournaments outside of the AJGA. And even in the last five years with the AJGA, we've added almost 30 events to our schedule each year, which it doesn't seem like a lot, but it really is when you're looking at how many playing opportunities that's resulting in, you know, across our schedule. But Kale, I'll see if you've got any other thoughts there, but I think it really just comes down to, you know, the opportunities that are out there and making sure that, um, you know, we're continuing to expand and continue to advertise to make players aware of the opportunities and certainly appreciate what this podcast is designed to do and get that information out there to players. But um, that would be my personal thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think, you know, on the girl, on the boy side, as well as the girl side too, um, we, there just haven't been, I think you're exactly right. I think 10 is probably, I can't say it's an accurate number, but I would say it's pretty close. And, and I would echo what Patrick said about, um, about it being in opportunities and, and starting earlier. And I think even things like the U.S. kids golf and, and you know, you're not restarting when you enter the AJGA and, and being able to transfer a lot more of those, you know, performance-based stars. And, and I think that goes kind of hand in hand, um, as we were mentioning earlier too, with the Mac Champ Invitational. And, and that was one of our goals with partnering with them, you know, with an all minority event to get, you know, players, you know, I think 30% of the field at the Mac Champ Invitational will have played in an AJGA event and being able to prepare those players for, you know, these types of opportunities as well as educate people um, on what, you know, how to get in, into the AJGA because, you know, we do understand that with, you know, PBE and all the stars that it is complicated. So, you know, us being able to talk about it like this and answer the questions too, I, I think is a, an important step as well. So how do you guys determine what tournaments get Rolex points? Because you have several other tournaments outside of AJ that get them. How do you determine that? Is it based on longevity? It's obviously not strength of fields because some of them are not that strong. So how do you how do you determine who get the Rolex points? Because that's how you get into the Invitationals. Right. So I personally don't know exactly how we handle it for outside events. I know strength of the field does play a factor in that. Um, okay. Specifically with all AJGA events, they, dependent on the series, they are all uh, have a set minimum of points that is established for that tournament as a baseline. So open events is 35 points. Junior All-Stars is 20. The Senior Showcase is 20. Preview events is 15. And then our uh, 12 to 15 year old preview events is 10 points. That is the, the minimum that all those events will receive from a Rolex points ranking. And then it can only go up from there based on the strength of the field. Um, when it comes to some of the outside events, uh, I don't know exactly what gets factored in that, but if you were specifically curious on that, our player services team would certainly be able to answer that question better than I could. Uh, and, and they're available Monday through Friday, eight to 5 PM Eastern. Uh, and you can find their phone number on our website. Because if you don't get that six tournament, you don't get in the invitationals. That zero is killing everybody. It kills us. Right. So, you know, I just thought, you know, if y'all, if y'all, if you guys want to help, I just think that perhaps the Mac champ should, as a minority event, as the only minority junior event in the country, perhaps it should get Rolex points. Just my thought. But I think you guys are doing a great job, by the way. 
Yeah, I would, I would echo Pat. I wish, um, unfortunately, I, I can't speak too much to, to Rolex points, um, you know, beyond what Patrick said. And, and I think, you know, the feedback, of course, is extremely helpful and um, definitely something that, you know, we can look out for and can get back to you on, on how it works. In that sense. Thank you so much. I love y'all. <laughs> and then I saw um, in the chat, Maurice asked about spectators at AJGA events. Um, as of right now, spectators is based off of the county restrictions and COVID protocols. Um, so in a non kind of COVID time, events would be open, um, bring as many friends and you know family out. Um, but as of right now, just it depends based on the tournament. But it wouldn't be any more than your immediate family. Some of them, it, it is just one, um, but a, a lot of them have opened up to be immediate family members. So Texas is open for business now, apparently. So that means there'll be no, uh, no, no uh, limitation, I assume. I, I cannot no speak on no, Texas. I'm, Pat and I, I are based up in the Northeast, you. which uh, is not open for business. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that'll be updated with whatever it is shortly. Hey, Darren, somebody posted, they said, Texas gone Texas. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right. So, y'all, any any other questions for, uh, for Kayla um, or Patrick before we wrap up? Any other additional questions? And, Ro, what I will add, in addition to mentioning our player services for the Rolex uh, points, they're certainly available to answer any and all questions as it relates to the AJGA, we've got a fantastic team of individuals that's there in the office every single day to, to answer the questions that our members and future members have. So if it's, you know, you're looking at the schedule and you're trying to figure out you know, which events uh, are most realistic to get into, if you're trying to figure out how many stars you currently have, or if an event you're looking at a play-in is, is going to get stars, um, they can really answer anything and everything there when it comes to, you know, playing and getting accepted to and looking at AJG events. So uh, I cannot uh, tout them enough and, and encourage those with questions to reach out to that team. Uh, and uh, you can reach them at AJGA at AJGA.org or uh, at the phone number that's located on our website. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate that, Pat. All right. So um, again, you know, from uh, the Black Junior Golf Group, uh, we want to thank you all for uh, being on our podcast tonight. Kayla, Patrick did an awesome job. Um, you know, we are just uh, excited about the uh, 2021 season. And, um, you know, we, we look forward to um, strengthening the partnership between the AJGA and the, of course, the, uh, the Black Junior Golfers around the country, uh, because we just, we, we, we just wanna make sure we are, are, are being, you know, treated fair. And we just want to make sure that um, we are, are progressing and, and doing our part to uh, further the game of golf in the Black community. So again, thank you all. We appreciate you all. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch, okay? Bro, thank Absolutely. you. And appreciate everything you're doing to help spread the word about junior golf and, and get the word about the AJGA as well. So thank you for that. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, thank you for having us and glad everyone that got to join and um, you guys can definitely if you guys have any other questions uh, later on we're happy to answer them for you. Okay. All right. Thank you all so much for being thank on. You guys. Thank you.
Thank you. in Houston at Mac Chan. See you at the Mac, Kayla. Yeah, <laughs> Kayla. We will see you guys there. Thank you, Kayla. All right. Thanks, y'all.